Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Good morning, Mortgage and Real Estate World. Happy Tuesday to you. And we are here live with another edition of Coffee with Todd. It's a great honor today to have one of our senior certified coaches, Matt Harrison, with us. And it is awesome to have one of Matt's superstar students, Shane Slutter, with us. And uh, we're excited about the next 35 minutes and talking about what Shane has done to, to really elevate um, not only his use of high trust in the marketplace, but most importantly, his own personal satisfaction and growth as he has become uh, more and more successful following the process. So Shane and Matt, great to have you guys with us. Great to be here. Thanks, Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, I'm going to start off. So uh, Shane and I were just kind of goofing around with this and um, uh, I didn't know this, but uh, he was 22 years old when he got into the business. And I guess that was about 18 years ago, right, Shane? That's correct. And you had a degree in molecular biology. And uh, if there's any proof that we don't grow up thinking we're going to get into the mortgage business, we, we get a degree in a science and then we become a, a mortgage professional. This is one of those pieces of proof, right? <laughs> That's correct. That was not my, my goal to begin with. Uh, I love it. And your family was in the mortgage business. Your dad was in the business, right? And so you got a little bit of uh, kind of nudging from him, I guess, and a little bit of clarity on on uh, what the business was like growing up, right? Well, so my, my dad had been in, in mortgage and real estate probably for about 30 years. And so we uh, we started off together when we, when we worked. And um, actually, both my parents were like, you're crazy. You're going into the mortgage business? Well, you've seen what, what uh, your dad's been through, and but I wanted something where I could control kind of my own future, my freedom of time, and um, you know, be really wanted to be there. I was just getting married and wanted to, to be there, have time with my family. And you know, one of the things that I, I saw growing up was the fact that my dad was always able to come to all my soccer games, we were on vacations, you know, he was able to change his schedule to be able to be involved. And that was really what was key for me is I wanted to be in a profession where um, I could really put my family first and spend time with them and watch them grow up. And now with having an 11 year old son and an eight year old daughter, uh, it's been it's been perfect because I can make them kind of the center of the attention and, and not miss out on those you know young years. Yeah, that's no, beautiful. So you work in San Diego, California. You're with uh, RWM Home Loans. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love that we can unveil during our time together is you have, um, I think, compared to most mortgage originators, you have a different kind of business um, silo that you focus on. You focus on financial planners and CPAs and, and even estate planning attorneys. And I think that that is one of the frontiers that uh, the mortgage lenders need to get to. And, uh, and so I'm anxious to talk about that. But more importantly, I'd like to start with kind of this epiphany that you've been through. I, I think last year you closed 50% more volume than you did in 2018. And this year, um, you're already at last year's volume. And you know part of that is a market, but a bigger part of it is I think how you are, are thinking your mindset as, uh, you know, as an originator on what does it look like to grow intentionally? And I think everybody would be really um, 
blessed if, if they realize that if I just grew my business every year by 50% and just did that intentionally, um, I'd, I'd have an even better career. So let's start off. Tell us your story. Tell us the epiphany at Mastery. And, and then uh, sure. Matt and I will get into it with you. Okay, great. Well, excited to share. Yeah. yeah so, you know, growing up, um, again, I was not that natural salesperson. I did not have that, you know, um, ability to go out there and just share and, and be in front of people and be comfortable doing that. So that was something that I've developed over time. But also growing up, didn't really have a lot of dreams. You know, we weren't taught to really have these big dreams and ideas. And we were really more practical and didn't set a lot of goals. And so when I would go to Sales Mastery or different events, and, and I've been following you, Todd, since back at the very beginning, 2002, uh, going to different events. And I, I'd see this and I'd say, well, you know, yeah, they can do that because they're different or, or because they're in different markets. And I would make excuses as to why they were able to, to do things. And I felt like as long as I was kind of hitting a certain goal in my mind that I thought was success in my mind, that that was good enough. Right. And, and so I didn't have, didn't give myself the freedom to really dream big and set goals and try to, to grow into that. So in 2018, uh, we went to the sales mastery event here in San Diego and 2018 was a, a tough year. Um, I was a partner with uh, three other gentlemen in a mortgage company here in San Diego. And one of the partners um, passed away right in front of me at, at a soccer game. And so that, that kind of had a big impact on me in 2018. Uh, we had grown very close as, as friends. And it, it just was hard for me to set goals at that point in time. Um, but we went to the uh, sales mastery and... Uh, during the event when you were talking and the one of one of them in particular was when Cody Hardridge got up and gave the interview becoming an elite uh, originator and he gave what he said six things to kind of unlock the combination right, right. And he went through he talked about you know decide who you must become to get what you want and focus on how to get what you want instead of thinking who we must become and so he went through and he just talked about you know if you want to hit something start thinking about who you need to be, what you need to do, what you need to act like. Um, he talked about having that mindset. And so after sales mastery, I sat down and I just wrote a list of, you know, things that I wanted to accomplish, uh, numbers I wanted to hit, who I wanted to be, spending time with family, those types of things. And for the first time ever, I actually posted it, you know, on Facebook, put it out there for everybody to see and announced it. And so since then, it's been just exciting to see you know, where my business has gone. Uh, again, that, that shift, I'd say, you know, probably 90% of this is the shift in mindset, believing that I can accomplish these things and started reading a lot of books, started reading a lot about, you know, mindset and having that growth mindset. Um, I went back, reread a lot of your books and just ha with having that new perspective allowed me to, um, you know, see things in a different light. Yeah, no, it's super cool. And, uh, um, I'm grateful for that. I think that that belief um, and mindset are, are probably the two biggest needle movers. Um, maybe giving oneself permission to succeed and understanding why you should be excited about success instead of fearful about it. And uh, Matt, you know, as a coach, that that mindset is everything. Why don't you give us your kind of interplay on uh, watching Shane evolve from a mindset standpoint and from a coaching perspective, what do you see 
as the value of mindset when it comes to succeeding and growing. Mindset is everything. You yeah. know, when you, when you, when you look at the fact that, you know, we're all born into this life naked, crying and cold. And, and we all have a, a, you know, we're given these, these opportunities in life to do certain things. I think that we, for whatever reason, growing up, you know, our, our familial, uh, you know, position as far as economics and where we are, we have this idea, this cap that we, we, we impose on ourselves to say, you know what, this, this is success. This is as high as I can get. Why? Because this is as high as my dad got or my mom got or my grandparents got or, or my neighbor. And th- this is it, you know, and, and, and yeah, going back, Shane, to your point, yeah, that person up on stage that, that's, you know, doing a hundred million dollars, you know, a year in loans. I mean, that that's great for them. And, and that, you know, they, they probably deserve that. I, I don't. And I, and I think changing that mindset around to say, no, you know what? I, I can be whoever I want to be. I can yeah. help as many people as I want to help. I can make a difference in, in, in not only the lives of others, but the lives of my family. And for me, watching that shift, Shane, to where you were able to say, no, no, I, I, I want and can achieve more. I'm going to take the ceiling off of my own yeah. mind that says I can't achieve this and I'm going to go a different direction. And so, yeah, mindset is the first thing, you know, that, that we work on because yeah. it's shift. super, it's super important because um, the, the longer you don't activate mindset and, and oftentimes mindset is activated by trusting, believing and doing. And I think what Cody did for you, Shane, is he gave you kind of permission to think at a higher level. And just since you brought his name up, I mean, when Cody first got exposed to this, he was he was about 90 loans a year. And, uh, and now every single year, he's funding over 400 loans a year. That's a shift in mindset. And everybody starts, I mean, Matt, to go back to your $100 million producer example, you know, the similarity between that person and any person is it all started with a loan and then it all started with a second loan. And then it was give yourself permission to succeed. And I think what people do is, is they don't understand the power of intention and the intentional approach to, to succeeding. And, and Shane, you've obviously done that. You, you're, you're through, uh, through, it looks like, uh, is this number through May or through June, the, the, the year to date number? That was through June. Yeah, so so twenty, just uh, twenty six million or so in volume, sixty units, and that is um, halfway through the year. That's the exact volume you did last year, and uh, you've got looks like twenty six or twenty seven loans in the pipeline. So that is, I mean, that's mindset stuff. Let's talk about specifically what you and Matt have worked on, <clears throat> maybe three examples that we can start to unpack in in fifteen, eighteen minutes or so on on what are you doing? Um, what has made the difference? And I think it's important to, to point out before we go any further is that the chain's got a little bit of an untraditional model than most originators. And I think it's a model that every originator needs to look at. I always had three pillars of purchase business. I had the, my agents and, and builders. I had my financial planners, CPAs, and third party partners. And then I have my my database and um, you have picked a niche, which is financial planners, CPAs and estate planning attorneys. Um, and you've added some realtors. But what have you been doing? And, and, and maybe the, the three things, two things start with the most important thing that Matt has helped you through coaching 
do? Because I think this is why we're doing this. We're doing this because we all need a coach. Uh, I need a coach. Um, you need a coach. We all need a coach. And uh, Matt's impacted your life greatly. So, and you get all the credit because you've trusted and done. So let's talk about, um, I think you're, you're really big on scripting. Uh, I think, I think you're really big on, on five-star service. Start with one of those and you and Matt have a little dialogue about what's that look like? Sure. No, so Matt has been, you know, instrumental as far as helping me get the scripting going and, and get into a place where it feels comfortable for me, normal, um, really in the interaction I have with my clients or my uh, partners in, in having that, um, and like you said, intentionality on what direction I'm going to take, wanting to keep control of the conversation. So one of the things that used to happen all the time is the phone would ring and I would pick it up and the client would just kind of start rattling things off and I would lose control of the conversation right then. And we'd get into talking about rates and products and all those types of things. And one of the things that I worked on with, with Matt was just learning how to control the conversation, to have that script, to differentiate myself going in as a mortgage advisor and what it was that I was going to do. So now if I get a call and I'm not prepared for it or I'm in the middle of doing, even if I'm not in the middle of doing something, what I'll do is I'll say to him, you know, I'm, I'm just finishing up something. I'd love to talk with you, but I want to make sure I have your full, you, know, you have my full attention so I can give you the best service possible. Is it okay if I call you back in about 10 or 15 minutes? And so they'll say yes, and I'll call them back. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in control of the conversation. I'm able to start off finding out how they found out about me, if they were referred, and then go into my script right then about being a mortgage advisor, being there to help them with their short-term and long-term goals, um, trying to find out more about their story, asking them the questions instead of them just rattling off a list to me. Yeah. So that's been the shift between going from on-demand to in-demand. Yeah. And, and just that whole idea to where you're controlling the conversation. You're the one that is, you know, is setting the timeframes to when you can be most effective with the client. Yeah, I think this is huge. And, and uh, I think everybody needs to, to understand that there is a distinct relationship between um, controlling the conversation and actually converting that potential borrower into a, an asset, into a family that you get to impact. And so oftentimes, Shane, you're so right. The borrowers come pre-thought and, and oriented around things they want to ask. And most mortgage professionals don't seize control. And you can do it very naturally. If somebody calls you and and uh, you know you 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 start to talk and they and they 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 want uh, you know maybe a quote on interest rates or so on and so forth. Um, it's just so natural to say you know my whole goal is to help you integrate your mortgage into your long and short term financial goals. And before we talk about rate and before we talk about product, um, I want you to know I want to give you the best overall experience and cost of buying real estate. So before we talk about that. And then you just put a question in there, right? And that takes maybe 30 seconds to professionally take the conversation from you being the responder to you being the advisor. And anybody that is wanting to do anything, you know the shame from your estate planning attorneys and financial planners and CPAs, you have to control the conversation because you are the authority. You have to think of yourself as the authority and you have to think of yourself as the advisor. 
if you don't control it, um, they'll control you. And a pipeline full of borrowers that are controlling you is not good. Right. Right. So, um, so, so Matt, what, what did you see as a coach on how long did it take Shane to, to kind of really get the mindset here about controlling the conversation? And, and then Shane, what has been your, just describe after Matt talks for a moment, describe the feeling you have knowing that you are in control. So Matt, how long did it take and, and what did the coaching process look like? No, well, you start with, you know, the basics and, you know, we're working off of implementable ideas every single coaching session that we're, yeah. that we're, we're structured. You know, the one thing that's great about Shane is coming to these coaching sessions with questions with, okay, Matt, we, we tried this. I need some tweaks here. I need some tweaks there. But the real shift happened really early on with Shane when, again, kind of been talking about this, when the, when his shift happened from being a, a, you know, a, a mortgage lender that sells loans to I am a mortgage strategist who manages real estate assets for my clients. And that shift, and Shane, I'll let you talk about that a little bit, has really been what has moved the needle for you to your five-star experience, you know, your annual mortgage review, all of these pieces then that are now coming into play for your holistic experience with your clients. Right. Yeah, I think think that when you're in control of the, of the conversation, when you have the scripting, you just have a lot more confidence in the way you're, you're talking. When objections come up, you're able to control those objections. You're able to um, you know, handle whatever questions that they have. And instead of feeling like you're an order taker, instead of feeling like you've got to you know, um, basically meet the client where they're at, you're able to elevate the conversation to where you need to take the client to do what's best for them, right? Not just answer their questions, but start asking questions of your own where you can really dig in, learn what their needs are, learn what they, you know, um, are trying to accomplish. And it does take a little bit of time because everyone is programmed initially just to start with, you know, what's the best rate, what's the best this, that, and you've got to start talking to them and find out what their true needs are. But, you know, I used to come to it when I would either call my clients or take, take a phone call of, of feeling like I was, um, you know, either coming in to the conversation, uh, not knowing where it was going to go or how to handle certain objections. Um, or even like I was bothering people if I was calling them past clients to now feeling like I am adding value to them because of the fact that I have, you know, more knowledge. I have the scripts memorized and not just memorized that I've gotten to the point where it's now natural, right? In your heart, I started yeah. out where I had the script, out in front of me in a, in a notebook and I would be basically kind of skimming it as, as I was saying it. And now I just kind of go naturally with it. Um, and I, I'll add things here and there and switch it up if I need to. And so it becomes just part of a normal conversation. I think what's important to point out here is, is, along scripting is everybody watching this right now is scripted. I mean, one way or another, you are scripted and you are either scripted without value and in a negative kind of bent or you're scripted with value and in a positive kind of bent, but everybody is saying something, right? And so we have to break these chains of, of habits and we have to, we have to get into controlling. Cause I think the truth of the matter is, is mortgage professionals and real estate professionals 
absolutely control the conversation. And the word control is not negative. It is very positive. We have a fiduciary responsibility as advisors to seize control of a conversation and do it in a, in a really easy professional way. I'd love to talk about interest rates, but before we do, there's some questions I need to ask you to make sure we align you with the right product and the right strategy. I mean, that is just so natural once you get it, right? And then it does lead into five-star service. It does lead into creating a, a beautiful borrower experience. And so I'd like to, to have you unpack a little bit with how do you dance with this different vertical, financial planners, CPAs, estate planning attorneys, how do you dance with them and, and do what Matt's talking about, which is advising and helping you make smart choices about real estate assets? I mean, I think that is just, it's so high level. Talk through that a little bit. And Matt, you can take, you can jump in anytime you want. Yeah, I think just with my previous background being more analytical, I just naturally, um, you know, with financial planners, with estate planners, CPAs, I just was more of a natural fit with them as far as what it is that they're trying to do and integrating that and making sure that we're integrating the loan into the financial goals. And so I've had some great uh, relationships over the years with those, uh, you know, industries. And, you know, same thing, even though with, even with the real estate agents that I work with, I tend to gravitate more towards those agents that are more like me as far as the analytical side of things um, and have some great relationships there. But being able to, you know, take and, put into place a process that we now have with, um, you know, doing that initial conversation, finding out the needs that, that they need, making sure that I'm getting an application uh, together before I'm quoting any rates, putting together, you know, some different analysis of, of loan options, and then doing the pre-purchase consultation or, you know, pre-refinance consultation. And so now I've got a whole presentation I go through, again, where I'm differentiating myself, talking about the services I'm going to bring talking to them about, you know, what, what's happening in the market, why are things, you know, occurring the way they are, educating them throughout the process. And when they do come to the office, now that we can't, you can't do that right now, but in the past and in the future, when they come to the office, we've got a whole you know, presentation. We put out a name, uh, you know, sign for them when they come in. We've got a drink list. You know, we do all that kind of stuff to kind of mm -hmm. elevate the way that we interact with them. And so, um, and then throughout the process, I started doing where, if, it's, if someone's moving, I send out a moving kit to them uh, with some little things that they can, can get once a loan has been approved. We send out, we've got a great uh, cookie company down here called Cravery Cookies, and we send out a cookie box to them uh, at final approval. Um, when they come to the office, we're taking pictures. So we're just creating a whole different experience with them. We've implemented where we send out a midterm survey and a post-closing survey to everybody and follow up with them that way. Um, so just having, you know, a lot of different touch points and then having a post-closing call where I explain to them that I'm going to be calling them three months down the road, six months down the road, and then doing a yearly review with them, talking to them about what the process is going to be going for. A lot of the other little things that I've set up, added benefits that they're going to get over time. And so we just make sure that they understand all of this and see what that difference is compared to the other lender who's just going to quote a rate to them. Yeah, Shane, what has been the what has been the like the main feedback that you've received from your clients going from experiences that they've had in the past with I just got a rate and a and a you know and I closed a transaction that was done with my house to I just had an amazing experience 
with with all of these wonderful you know gifting processes. I, I had this collective strategy that was built not only by you but also by you know financial planner you know kind of integrating in with the, the you know the, the structure of the loan and how that's going to affect their assets. What's been the the feedback that you've received from your clients? So, you know, I, I think there, there are those who really appreciate it. They see the value of it. They're, you know, in the reviews that they're leaving me online, they're commenting about it, about how I really, you know, I'm looking out for them, taking care of them. They, they send me thank yous and texts and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, there, there are those who really cherish that and see the difference. But as we all know, there's, there are some clients who don't see that. But that I think one of the biggest things that you've taught me, Matt, is that, for those that don't see it, it doesn't mean that you change the way you do things, right? You continue to do it because there are those that see the value of it that are going to, um, you know, allow you to create those long-term relationships. And so even though you go through all of this, there's going to be some of those clients that you're not going to impress with what you're doing. You're not going to be able to capture. But if we get the right client base, people who do appreciate what you're doing, those are the people that you really want to be working with in the future because they understand the importance of what you're bringing. Yeah. And I am so proud of just seeing all these little subtleties that you put into play and, and, and creating kind of the, the whole environment. And, you know, I'm guessing that probably I was talking with a, a, a student of ours in Australia a couple of days ago, and uh, he was talking about, you know, that, that if he had to make a decision, he would always opt for creating a more emotional experience with his clients because people buy emotionally and then they justify logically. And uh, this guy's a, a top producer and, and the experience is what unleashes emotional connection. And, you know, it's, it doesn't happen easily, but it, it happens when I think people make a, a shift in their mindset. And, and Matt, you could unpack this a little bit, but the, the mindset about achieving is one thing. The mindset about connecting is another thing. And, uh, and, I, and I, I would imagine that just by stereotypical kind of standards that those that have proclivities to being a little bit more um, analytical, to use your own word, Shane, um, this is a big leap to go from analytical, which is really solid because you can provide authoritative advice, right? Um, to also connecting. And um, at the end of the day, it, it's all about that. It's all about value and connecting. And, and if you don't do that, um, you don't have clients for life. And, you know, to see and hear what you go through and the mid process and the, and the pre-closing, the post-closing, you know, the, the whole client experience. I mean, those are all best practices, right? And, um, and I think what happens is people, even though they come into a mortgage transaction, usually thinking about the numbers, they leave a closing, usually thinking about the experience. And I think that's the, the main thing we're trying to get across here right now. I, I would encourage everybody watching this, this edition of Coffee with Todd to really study your customer experience. At Mastery this year, we're going to have an entire panel on how to transform the consumer experience. And um, I don't know about you, Shane, but there's probably still stuff you could do to make it even better, just like another stuff we could do to make things even better. But you're better today than you were last year because you have taken the advice of Matt and done this. So I love, I love this. I love it, love it, love it. So what? what's, uh, let me ask this question. Talk about how you've built 
the the financial planner CPA estate planner vertical because I really think this I've always believed that vertical is a, a huge vertical. I think you have higher conversion. I think you have more endorsed value coming in from those professionals. What's the relationship look like with that vertical? So in, in a lot of ways, it's just like when you're going out there and, and building relationships with, with real estate agents, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to, I, I think I started with a, a few handful of, of financial planners going back, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago and just building that, um, putting into place, you know, talking to them about doing the annual reviews with their clients, talking to them about the value and how we integrate these things. And really you're talking the same language, you know, as you're doing mortgage planning, talking the same language as what planners are, are, are doing and just getting them to understand that the mortgage is part of that. Sometimes they get that, sometimes they don't. So educating them throughout that, that process. But then from there, talking with your clients, finding out maybe if they've got a good financial planner that they're working with and then being able to in introduce yourself. Uh, again, I think it was a sales mastery in like 2018. We had someone get up and talk about how um, once they they have a client who has a financial planner, they send out a very simple email to that financial planner and talk to them about introducing them. And, and I did that right afterwards and I got a meeting with the financial planner, right? So it was just, again, implementing, sending that out and, and having that opportunity. And then when you have a good financial planner, uh, I have a, a great person I've been working with for a number of years. And just a couple of years ago, I asked him, I said, well, who are some good estate attorneys and CPAs that you work with? And he gave me a couple of names and I went and I met with a couple of them and, and one estate attorney I met with, she was so impressed with the way that I uh, do business differently that she said, you know what, I need to do a refinance. I'd love to do it with you and see how the, the transaction goes. So did the refinance with her. And then as soon as that was done, she referred me six, seven clients, you know, just kind of right after. So again, it's, it's those certain relationships that if you can find those relationships where they really get it they're going to be a great source for you in the future. Yeah, I love what um, I, I love what you've just said. And, and I think uh, it's interesting, Jennifer Krause just commented, um, scripting as part of high trust sales takes your business from one size fits all to tailoring it. It's a whole different level when you custom tailor the borrower experience. I love that. Um, Hope, who's our divisional president of Hytrus Coaching, just wanted to post a question, and it's to both you and Matt. How long did it take in terms of getting comfortable with the conversation, controlling the conversation? I mean, how how much role playing did you do with your coach? Um, you talked about the notebook of scripts, and now they're right up here. Um, how long did that take, Matt, from your perspective and Shane, yours, to 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 start feeling really good about the words and the verbiage? Well, you know, you you come from Sales Mastery with a bunch of ideas. You go to Hytra Sales Academy with 300 plus implementable ideas that you can run with and hundreds of pages of scripts. Yeah. And you come away from that going, where do I start? Right. And I think you know, one of the great things about what we do and what we're passionate about is, is teaching the flow, how to really talk to your client or your strategic partner or whatever it happens to be, or even... <laughs> Your family, your yeah. wife, your spouse—you know these are these are are these are not just sales techniques. These are our relationship building foundation techniques that we use in our lives to be able to communicate. And so, I guess the easy answer to that is it's a work in progress. Yeah, we are constantly, continually modifying, changing, 
just adapting a little bit here and there to different situations. And, and, and again, it, you know, we start basic and we continue to kind of progress and we work our way down the line, but this isn't something that you just learn and yeah, I got it. I memorized the book. I'm good to go. Right. This is a, a continual progression of, of learning. What's your discipline around scripting and, and like when you first got going with a chain and now, you know, what do, what do you do to constantly improve what you say? So what, what I did, um, you know, Matt and I would have great conversations on the phone during our coaching calls and, and he would go through and he'd say, here's the scripting I use. And we would kind of go back and forth. And I actually downloaded an app on my phone so that I could record the calls so that I could be able to play back. The, the scripting. And then what I would do is I would listen to it. I'd write it all out so I could have it all, you know, there. And then I kind of put it in my own words and then I would use that and I would go through it. And again, I would, I'd have someone in my office that I would do some scripting with. Um, and you know, I, I need, Matt told me about how he would, when he first started going, he would come to the office an hour early in the morning and, and work on his scripting. And, you know, I, I've done that some, not enough. I need to continue doing that. But it's, it's getting to a point where you're comfortable with what you're saying. You can actually take portions of the script and move them around when it's appropriate based on the conversation because it's not always going to go exactly the way that you have it scripted. And I think that's one of the things that I really learned over time is you've got to be comfortable enough with it that you can do that because I would start off with a conversation and say, well, wait, it's not going the direction that I thought it would go. And I would get stumped a little bit. And getting to the point where I could then learn the different portions of the script and move them around and be able to answer the objections. And that's, again, just a continuing thing. We're always talking about new objections that come up or new ways to handle things uh, on our calls. Yeah. Hope just inputted discipline equals mastery. I kind of I kind of like that. And, and life, uh, uh, you know, life at a level of greatness, business at a level of greatness is constant dial turning. It's constant modification. And the whole goal is just to get better and better and better and better. And you've been in coaching for going on three years now. It's going to be three years. Yeah. 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 And so what would you say to everybody that, that right now, you know, they're, they're having a great year um, and, and maybe they need to, to do something differently to ensure that next year they don't go the other way. What has coaching meant to you? How have you dollarized it? And 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 talk just about your experience as a human being as a result of having Matt in your life and high trust coaching. No, it's it's been amazing. It's been someone where you can go to them when you have questions, when you have uh, you know, last last week when we had our conversation, I told him I said, Matt, I had a really difficult week. This last week, you know, I lost a couple of deals and this happened and and he was just able to kind of walk me through it and, and get me to understand that, you know, you can't just focus on one particular deal. You've got to focus on the direction of your business as a whole. What can you learn from it? What can we change from it? So through this whole you know situation with the, the you know COVID and everything, just having someone that you can go to, you can trust, that you can have that conversation with has been great. Um, he's helped me start building my team. You know, there's no way I could be doing the numbers that I'm doing without having, uh, you know, an assistant that I've been working with and having that confidence to bring on someone onto the team um, and being with a company who's willing to help me grow a team um, has been has been huge over over this time. But 
you know, as far as dollarizing it, I mean, you can look at my numbers just from the last couple of years to see what's happened. I mean, each year it's been at least 50% increase. So by far it's, it's covered the cost of, of the coaching and allowed me to not only grow my business, but at the same time, do it in a way where, if you remember at the very beginning of the call, I said my, my focus was being able to spend time with my, my wife and my kids. And I'm doing volume that I never thought I'd be able to do. And yet I'm still going home at 530 at night. I'm still spending time with my kids. I'm still going to their, taking them to their soccer practices. I'm doing the things that um, are important to me. And it's not, the business isn't driving me crazy uh, with the yeah. volume that I'm yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, Matt, your final thoughts on just uh, the joy you get as a coach watching guys like Shane take this seriously and really make stuff happen. Oh, man, this, this is why we do what we do. This is this is why High Trust is the company that it is. You know, we this is a family to us. You know, that this is about watching success. And, and again, I, Shane, you hit it. This is about life. This goes back to your core goal of saying, I want to spend time, more time with my wife and my child. I want to have more time for, you know, the things that I'm passionate about and to do in my life to make a difference. And, you know, we really focus in on that. And that's what brings so much joy is we're saying, okay, we can build you as, as, a, as a person and as, as far as who you are. We're going to have a lot of fun along the way. You know, we're going to build your ability to, to, to do more loans and create more relationships. But this is why we do what we do, Todd. We, yeah, love, right. we love watching, you know, the people that we're able to help in some small way, you know, make it a huge difference in their own lives. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. Shane, if you had one do-over in 18 years, what would the one do-over be? I think the biggest thing would just be you know, getting to that point earlier on in my career of, of having that mindset of, yeah. of feeling like I could, I could do it and, and understanding what would do that. Um, and, and, and really, I guess getting probably even getting into the coaching even earlier, because that was one of the things that really helped me propel my, my business. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I want to say to everybody that chimes in on all our live platforms and streaming platforms, thank you uh, for watching Coffee with Todd. Thanks for being in our ecosystem. Just got a ping from Jay Dava. He says, thanks for the continual coffee break. Always learning something. That's the attitude of greatness. Always learning something. And I uh, love the fact that we get together and get to do this. So we're going to um, not come back on Thursday. We do have a live coaching session tomorrow. And uh, Thursday, we're going to take that day off and get uh, give everybody the, the 4th of July weekend. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. Um, after 4th of July, we wish you a safe, healthy, and joyful uh, weekend. Celebrate the, the, the new definition, I guess, of freedom while we continue to kind of roll through this COVID thing. And just look forward to the joy and the abundance that can come to you from doing the business well and living life intentionally. Shane, thank you so much. It was great to have you on today. And Matt, thank you. All right, guys, over and out. See ya. This is Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Did you know that Elon Musk has a brain coach? If a billionaire entrepreneur who's redefining the automobile and space travel industries has a coach, I think everybody needs a coach to become the best version of themselves. You may not have dreams of launching a rocket into space, but if you want to take your business and your life to the next 
level in less time with less stress, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching call with one of our certified coach consultants today. It's absolutely free and I believe it's the opportunity you need to have your best life ever. Visit HighTrustCoaching.com or click the link in the show notes below to schedule today.